PKN, episode 133. I was just kind of waiting for Kyle to scream it. Like he's been anticipating the start of the show. You know what he's done to you? You know what he's done? No, you've done it on PKN too. I was Don't act like you've got some archive in your head of, I only yell on PKN. I'm calling you on that. You just do it when you feel like it. You've got Woody like Pavlov's dog now to wear. Now, because Woody used to just jump right in and be like, all right, we're going to start talking about blah, 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 blah. And you've now trained him to wait until you scream. And that <laughs> is the beginning of the episode. And I, I like it a little bit. It's I'll silly. get more screams in. I'm sorry. I just felt a little low energy today. I, I just took a nap. Just woke up from that. Uh, we, I, I watched a really long movie. I, uh, have you ever seen the movie Zulu? No. Shaka Zulu? No. The um, series? Is it about no. Shaka Zulu? It, it, a little bit, I guess. So, so this goes back to like, uh, 1889 or something like that. Basically, the British were in South Africa doing some colonization, um, and uh, so were the Zulu, right? Although the Zulu version of colonization is like come in and poke everybody with your spears and like pillage and take, and the British version of colonization is like put you under our our yoke and then build you bridges and schools. You know, it's it's a little bit nicer. Um, in any case, um, like. Uh, I think it was like 1,200 British soldiers are slaughtered on the slopes of this hill by the Zulu horde. It's by this like 4,200 um, man Zulu army that, that are just on foot running with spears and 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 uh, and, and these cattle hide shields. The Brits at this time have these uh, like rolling block. I think they're Martini Henry rifles, really high power uh, black powder rifles. What does a rolling cartridges block mean? Um, it, it looks. You you like open um you open the uh the chamber of the gun with like a almost like a lever action thing and oh, it's a, it, okay. it rolls open you, you put one bullet in and it rolls back and big boom and then you gotta empty pull the the, the shell out replace it with a new one it's one at a time oh that sucks this isn't too long <laughs> after the American the bullets are pre made as opposed to like yes. packing a musket and this such, isn't right? that far after at, the American at least you don't have a cowhide <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and I don't know about you, but for historical stuff like that, this it helps me to apply the American timeline. So this is, you know, it's not too long after the American Civil War when we were all black powder and gore. Mm -hmm. So uh, they're out there. Uh, they, there's like 140 men or so at this mission, and they get word that the Zulu just slaughtered 1,200 of your men, like, you know, a, a day's run from here by the Zulu foot, because these th these guys run 50 miles at a time and then fight a battle. That's their thing. They're hardcore. They run light, and uh, and so these 140 men. It's uh, two lieutenants. One who's like, you know, his father was at Waterloo and his grandfather was at some other great battle, and he's like, he's like born and bred for this. The other's like a civil engineer. He's there to build a goddamn bridge, but he outranks the other guy. Mm -hmm. The uh, the pretty boy is played by. Um, um, what's his name? Michael Caine, a super young Michael Caine with blonde hair. Anyway, long story short, so this is not a documentary. This is real. This really, oh. this really happened. Um, so, okay. so anyway, in the end, uh, this 140 men has to hold their ground against the thousands of Zulu who like charge their position, like just running with these rifles, and it, it's really good. And but, but I saw it as a kid a lot. Um, but in really grainy VHS, and, and I wanted to see it recently, and, and it, it doesn't exist on like for rental or purchase digitally. So I ordered the Blu-ray, and oh my God, it's restored to 1080p. It's amazing. You can see, uh, you can see uh, Michael Caine's silver teeth when he's screaming orders and stuff. It's, how, it's how old is this movie? Ah, uh, shit. Um, like 60s, maybe. 
I am. That, but they've I, got I, thousands of Zulu extras out there. Like dancing. 1964. Wow. You know what would be badass? If um, the British had a Gatling gun. It just seems like a really <laughs> good scenario for it. Oh, right. like The Last Samurai? Hear me out. <laughs> there's a moment like that. All right. So there's a moment where like, uh, the, 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 the lieutenant gets everyone in formation, like in a, in a three-man deep firing line. It's like the men in the front are taking a knee. The ones behind them are standing. And the ones behind them are like standing on uh, like bags. Mm-hmm. And he's like, first line! Fire! Second and the and the first line shoots and they immediately start reloading and the second line then he goes second line fire and the second line shoots and he's got them going like a machine gun like he because he really whips this group of guys who are just like building a bridge into this like well-oiled killing machine at the end and the the Zulu are just piling up in front of them like like right at their feet and just getting higher and higher it's 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 a good movie I love who wins in the end. Um, no one, and that's that's why this is a good to movie. This day. This, you <laughs> might think <laughs> you, you might think at the end it takes sort of a like hoorah like British Empire kind of uh, feel to it, but it really doesn't. It's more of an anti-war film at the end. It's like look at all this. That look what we've done here. You know, because there's just men massacred everywhere th- by the thousands. To this day, <laughs> yes, <laughs> they just keep on massacring. Yep. Now the British are gone, and it's a. An oasis. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever, uh, have you ever tried to like pop your finger or something way too vigorously and you like almost hurt yourself? Yeah. Have you done that? Like crack a knuckle? Like crack a knuckle is what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I did that today with my wrist where like I I can get like a nice, like satisfying, like crack, crack with it usually. And it just wasn't going on this hand. And I just like kept revisiting it like every 20 minutes. Like, oh, damn it. I'll get it next time. And then I was trying to like take the garbage out earlier and just like grabbing it with this hand. I was just like, oh, oh, fuck. Oh, like, oh, I sprained my own wrist <laughs> through, through boredom. <laughs> Popping it. But, uh, I do anyway. a different thing where I pull it. A story I, I can like pull my wrist and sometimes Ooh, it cracks, sometimes it doesn't. I heard it. But yeah. uh, you can you had one loaded up it. in there. Yeah, uh, I think it was because I pulled my fingers, but uh, sometimes the wrist itself like cracks and you can see it, it extend. Oh, it's, yeah. It's neat to see. Can you pop anything weird? I know you, you or it's not popping your, it's not popping your fingers, Kyle. It's just, they're fucked up. Are you, are you talking about like how the bone will like, yeah, sometimes that? mine like, will separate? make a sound with it though. Yeah. But just like yours, it'll, you know, but yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Now imagine like a rack. We were talking about like torture like a couple of pks ago imagine like a real rack like that like pull a little bit on your wrist and then like you'll yeah. get to the point with just your own other arm you'll go ow 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 you know like don't i don't like that but, I, but yeah. i'm actually just strapped Imagine you get in one of those torture racks and you really like the first three inches of it you're like yeah <laughs> yeah all right oh that fixed yeah, it yeah that's fixed good it. that's good all right. all right i'm ready to talk now <laughs> it's the the yellow cake is under the floor oh you guys are fucked by the way you've been standing on that for like three hours <laughs> Yeah, but it's not. You wouldn't be doing. It wouldn't be some nice German woman do, doing it to you. It's like some illiterate, inbred savage with a hood on his head. You know, just probably not cranking the correct amount. Like Igor, I said four clicks, and he's like, ooh, ooh. like he doesn't know. He just keeps going until the screens get louder. I, I like to imagine that a much more sophisticated torturer would would be handling me. I imagine a very James Bond esque, right? uh, like stainless steel tables, and and everyone's wearing suits and British ties. British accent or Russian? Mm, German. Ooh, yeah, that'll do. Yeah, it. So, yeah, I feel like if I, because that way I feel like if I cooperate, maybe things go my way. You mean if you were a torturist, you would, you would have a nice clean area and wear a suit like some maniac? 
Yeah, because I imagine the best torturers are used to be medical, uh, used to have a medical background, and so they still follow through with all of the same, uh, you know, preparation and care. But I feel like if you're, like, if if you were torturing me, and you pulled out like some medical clamps and some scalpels and things like that, I'd be scared. But if you pulled out like a mallet and a pair of wire cutters and a and yeah. pliers and stuff, I'd be terrified. Like that yeah, would just, yeah. telling you I'm going to do like from a shed, you know? Like, like what a, I'm going to like surgically yeah. alter you. Or that you cigar thing that cuts the tip off. Like I don't know where you plan on putting that, but yeah, I don't like that it. That is so <laughs> good. And then eight He's finger like, Woody, and then seven finger Woody. I don't know. I just feel like. Yeah, I agree with Woody that if some maniac has like opera playing in the background and he's got like he's examining his scalpels, I'm like, all right, this guy's clearly sane enough that the other people in his life don't know this is going on, which means that there's a chance that someone could come over and save me. There's someone in this guy's life. Whereas if I'm pulled into a shed by some hillbilly bumpkin and he's just got a mishmash array of old farm equipment and he's like kind of squealing and moan boom doing himself, not being too, he's not worried about being loud. He's in the corner and you're tied up here. And, you know, he's doing this thing. Like then I'm thinking like, God damn, like this guy's got, there's no one for miles. Like this, I'm fucked. Like this guy's gonna maybe just cave my head in right now maybe torture me i don't know what to expect whereas you i don't know not as i'd rather be taken by that guy i don't i, I guess it depends I what the goal is if it's to get information then all i gotta do is be like hey we're gonna torture if you don't talk i'm like well what do you want to know <laughs> what is, let's talk here we're all friends right right <laughs> who are these sons of bitches we're trying to get anyway <laughs> I'm, I'm with you let's get them like i am like, vegan you know, in the movie where they roll up, when they, they they always had this the the implements rolled up in a cloth with like pockets in it, and they like roll it out on the table. Don't even roll that bitch out. You you get out that rolled up cloth, and I know what the game is. It, the, the jig is up. It's okay. Let me tell you where the guys are hiding. There there's one under the floorboards right now. Shoot, shoot. Like 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 you know, in the movies, there's always somebody peeking up through the floorboards. Kill him, kill him. There he is. You're like fast rat switch into Stockholm Syndrome of anyone. Like, they're still on the phone your parents being like, give us a million dollars or you will never see your son. And you're yelling over there, tell them to fuck themselves. I'm on this team now. Yeah. <laughs> We're stealing people, making money. Right, guys. Untie me. High five. High five. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. Maybe I know some other people they should kidnap instead. Their parents will pay more quickly. Like, like you know, mm. I, I could help with this. Like, no, no reason to hang on to me. And then yeah. you know is some guy in a suit, I guess, in your fantasy, is going to come over and be like, get in a bit mouthy, aren't we? And he's going to snip one of your fingers off, you know, because he's gone through this game. You think you're the first guy to try and get on their team? They have an elite crew of guys in suits. <laughs> walking in, Mr. Green Coat. They, you don't have the dress code. You need, it's a jacket attire for their crew. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I think a lot of psychological stuff because I feel like it would almost be worth like if you pull someone in and right off the bat you're just boop taking a fingernail it's like you've already set a bar you know if if you come back in and you like aggressively or they like burn a hand with a lighter like it's not as bad as having your nail ripped out I imagine and so they kind of you've lowered the bar then you're like oh well fuck like now I need to amp it back up if it's all psychological and freaky you just leave them in a room for a long amount of time and like make them watch the same TV show over and over and you always come in with threatening weapons and then like walk around you know maniacally and then you just leave like that would be so much more freaky and eventually like I don't know six weeks nine weeks in I haven't thought it through all the way to find my notes but. <laughs> you, you go in and you actually do give him a slap. Not a hard one. Not a hard one. Set the bar low. So it can only escalate, you know? Okay. 
Evolve. Right. <laughs> I, I would I, I would fold quickly under questioning. I, that, that's all I'm saying. I, I think I, I would just. Sure. I can't yeah. imagine I want to protect enough to be like, hey, I'm going to cut your fucking finger off. You don't tell me where the gold right. is. It's going to be like, dude, take the gold and the money in my wallet. Like, yeah, whatever like, you need. I just I want that finger. Dude, I don't have any stuff together? worth fingers. This is how they tortured people in The Walking Dead. Oh, I, I haven't seen the newest episodes. Uh, this should be from the. It, oh. The, it's this okay. year, but like six months ago. All right, you guys ready? Oh, yeah. Ready, yep. set, play. They just keep playing this song nonstop. For days and days. And he's sitting there in a darkened cell, and they just keep playing it. And it, it, Taylor's thing about the TV show repeated. I don't know. It's. It would be. It would be maddening. Like, that's a real torture to do people, is play the same song over and over and over. I think they did it to, like, Al Qaeda members they captured with some Katy yeah. Perry song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, rah, 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 ah, ah, Lady Gaga, ah, ah, whatever that song is. This what if, is what if they came back and effective. all of the terrorists were, like, were like dancing like Lady Gaga in formation, and they they had, like, a whole choreographed number? Yeah, they, they'd forgotten everything about about their terrorist ideals. Now they're just very big fans. To be honest, sir, I, I think we've video. got one hell of a pop group on our hands. we got to <laughs> get these guys to the, to the U.S. They're going to be huge. Uh, that's horrible, horrible, though. So that, you that, haven't watched Walking Dead this year? No, not. Um, I, I'm I'm probably several episodes behind. It's uh, been three uh, since the break. I, I don't think I watched all the way up to the break. Oh, um, man. Yeah. So Walking Dead got really good. And then at the end of last year, in my opinion, it was incredibly good. When they were driving around in the woods and like the people kept roadblocking them. Yeah. That to me was as terrifying as any horror movie I had seen. And, and it was just yeah. like, and but I agree, I'm, that's very scary. I'm that, more invested in these characters than I would be in a movie because I've been watching them for like seven years, seven years, six years now. And now it's seven. And it's just like huge. I, I couldn't believe it. And then this year, I don't want to say anything that spoils it for Kyle, but a lot of it has just been like building up who, how bad the bad guys are and how important it is. And, um, just how ruthless they can be. And it's just build, 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 build until you're like, oh my God, it has been so long. Somebody kill somebody. <laughs> but it will I, uh, I'll, I'll get back into it when there's more content to binge on. Um, what I have been watching, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen this, it's on Netflix. It's a reality show. It's one of those like physical challenge, make it through the like uh, human obstacle course kind of shows called the ultimate beast master, the executive oh, producer. They keep trying to Netflix. get me to watch that. I don't want to watch it. All right, it. hear me My out. Let me, let, me run. let me, let me tell Yes, he would. Okay. One of the yeah, guys, I, some I, of the competitors, like one, one of the American competitors in maybe episode two is a parkour guy from Florida or something mm. like that's his specialty. Um, anyway, they have competitors from around the world, two from each country. Uh, it's South Korea, Brazil, uh, Mexico, the United States, and... There's another one I can't think of. Syria. Well. They had to cut the season short. And, and, yeah, yeah. The Syrians uh, cannot. They, they can't even. It's now a six episode season. <laughs> anyway, um, Sylvester Stallone is the executive producer, and and he makes uh, cameos throughout, sort of at the beginning, like old. You know, he's like, with his huge forearms that look like they're going to explode at any moment. They're huge okay. and so vascular, like Popeye, like Popeye mid spinach transformation. <laughs> um, and, and so the hosts are. Um, Who's the bald black guy who who like got into computers and like he's he's like he's like super big and buff and does a lot oh, of oh uh, old old spice guy, 
Yeah, I think, oh, yeah, he, think he, no, not, yeah. oh, he is an old spice guy also, yeah. my mistake. Terry Tate? Yeah, no, no, it's the other one. It's not Terry Tate, it's Terry the Cruz. office linebacker. It's maybe Terry, Terry, Terry Cruz. Cruz. Mm, okay. Yeah, I think it's Terry Cruz. It's him and a very pretty blonde girl whose nipples are visible the whole time through her black, black top. But the interesting thing is each <laughs> country has interested. their right? <laughs> each, country, each country that's in the competition has their own set duo of, uh, of casters. The, North, the South Koreans have this like Korean woman and man who are very famous there. They're radio personalities or something. Brazil, Anderson Silva is there. And so is some Brit- some Brazilian comedian, and there you know there's there's like captions for them when when so when like a Brazilian is competing, Anderson will get really pumped up, and at the end of every episode they all like do a dance together, like all of the hosts together. I know, right? And Anderson's back wow. there clearly making a face, like this is so fucking stupid what we're doing <laughs> right here. I collect my check. Nobody here. He's like doing a little capoeira shoulder shake with like a goofy face on. It's pretty funny. Um, but 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 the competition itself is pretty fucking entertaining. Um, it seems to be dominated by rock climbers. Like whenever a rock climber gets in there, he's like, uh, "You built like half your competition around what I do for a living." So, and he's like a snake in there, like 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 just just going through it like a whiz. Um, but it's it's really fun to watch. Uh, uh, you know, what oh, else Germany. Do they do other than like uh, rock climbing, do they have? Is it like American Gladiators where they have like those fights? Like, no fights. Um, they're the, they're like American ninja, tips. right? There's a lot of leaping from one thing to another and trying to grab on without falling. There's a lot of like upper body strength, like like going up these um, you know walls. sliding sliders along poles as you climb up. Um, there are bonus markers throughout the course, so if you want to take a much more difficult path and get an extra ten points, you can do that. Um, so it's it is more like Ninja Warrior, where it's awesome. like people competing on a race, where yeah, as opposed a, to American Gladiators, which was like people competing. Like with those Q-tips fighting each other above the water pit, yeah. that was a you know they should bring that show back. He did, it failed. Uh, they had I think Hulk Hogan was one of the hosts or something like there that. It, it, there it didn't work. Um, didn't work. Uh, <laughs> There's uh, only one Hogan that should be around an extreme thing like that, and it's not Brooke. Like <laughs> it's Hulk Hogan. He said it's Hulk. Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Oh, I thought he said Brooke Hogan. Yeah. Okay. Let's see well, Brooke Hogan and some extreme stuff. Um, it's a good show though. I, 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 be honest, I watched the first three episodes and, and what it's building toward is they get a champion every episode. And then on the 10th episode, we, we have them, we have the best of the best face each other to become the ultimate beast master. So after three episodes, I was like, let's, let's just find out who the fucking ultimate beast master is. Right. And, uh, and that was pretty, pretty satisfying. I, I didn't think I needed five more episodes hmm. of like preliminary rounds. Uh, I, really, uh, I know Colin will, you know, what's kind of cool. So don't let me lie and say Colin is like this master parkour guy jumping from rooftop to rooftop. If, if you saw the YouTube videos of Colin, you'd think he was just a normal kid. But having said that, there are a couple things he's good at. He's, he's particularly good at bouldering. He always keeps his hips nice and close to the wall, balance stuff and uh, hanging stuff like that. So when he does parkour, oftentimes they have like different games and things like it, there'll be a pirate ship and, <laughs> they're bouldering, but below him is a foam pit. So all the kids are like chucking foam and the object is to get him down. And Colin gets like hugely underestimated by all the other kids in class. Um, part of it's because he's a little chubby, but a, the bigger part of it is a speech impediment, right? So they're like, this kid's going to suck. He's like picking him last. And then he comes through as the hero like time and time again. Just like, like 
you know, That's great. yeah, other kids, they like, so you can boulder to the top and then you like fall backwards into the foam pit. Dude, it is terrifying. I've done it from half that height and you're like, <laughs> I don't really know. Like is it, people have done this before, right? You know, like it's okay. He goes to the top, doesn't give a fuck, falls down. And uh, he just, he spent so many years doing it now that uh, it's kind of neat to watch him like just kick ass in these different events. That's cool. I have a similar story. When I uh, at the Dick Sporting Goods wall, like six years ago, I got halfway up it and I was like, "Oh fuck this!" And I just and I got I just came back down. Mm-hmm. So it was, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Instead of everybody being like, "Woo, that guy," they were like, "Look at that adult!" Like, not go up this thing. Like they were there's a six year old me you know like on their way up which i didn't fully believe because you just know that adult down there was really like kind of heaving them up mm. you know when they do like right they're, they're, right. they're, they're asks, like going above where their hand placement is, is like, <laughs> to but it makes my hands so sweaty like being just being up there knowing you can fall even though knowing you're safe like it's still you know creepy Sweaty hands is this thing that like gamers talk about a lot and they have the gamer grip and the sweaty palms and stuff. I don't like that's not a problem with me, but you know, sweaty feet can be. So all my shoe selections are like like how to handle sweaty feet. You know? We um, all knew you had a palm to upper lip graft. Like, you, don't have, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> Spider Man. He's, he's got those hairs to just dig in. Yeah, I, no, I, I, I definitely get sweaty palms, and it's particularly in it's, – it's in very similar situations. I've actually been up high where, like, you know, you, if you fall, you die, and, it, and it's, it, it's scary. And I, I almost always get real rigid and uncoordinated and, and very stiff. I, I turn into a very <coughs> stiff version of myself, whereas if, if, if this, like, obstacle, if you will, were put to, like, three feet off the ground – there's a version of me that like sits on my butt and like spins around and like push my pushes my pushes my whole body weight up with just my arms and then like crouches and stands up on a bar and like take can take three steps and hop and jump. But that doesn't exist when we get thirty feet up in the air, forty feet up in the air. Dude. I, I I don't deal with heights well. <laughs> I don't I, even do any of those like glass holes in buildings where you can like stand over it and look down. Like if I do one of those things, you know, you know what I'm talking about. If you're on a skyscraper, yeah, we did that. Yeah, 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 yeah. What do you? you, you down, there's a picture of you two and Joe Lozon doing that. And every time I've ever been on one of those, even if it's not nearly that high, and I'm standing on it, and if someone else on it is like jumping up and down and being an asshole, like fucking with it, I even though in my head I'm like that's ridiculous, I'll be like, hey, settle down like you don't know you know this they, they may have tested this thing for a million jumps from shitty edgy kids and you could be a million and one and i could tumble through here because of it like i yeah um probably- we, i think we did jump up and down a bit you know it's hanging off the side of the what was formerly the sears tower whatever they call it these days um and then i saw on reddit maybe two years ago willis. a picture of the willis building maybe Something or willis tower perhaps yeah. I um i saw maybe two years ago a photo they have a couple of those like out shooting plexiglass mm-hmm. things that you can get into on that floor, um, maybe five of them. But one of them, the floor, like cracked really severely, like not a hairline windshield type thing. Like it looked like it was smashed and like a spider web went out mm. in all directions. Uh, so, so I guess they're not like completely indestructible. You but nobody about felt freezing felt. up when you're up high. It, yeah. It, I, I call that like going into the yellow or going into the red, where suddenly you're a little stiffer, your decision making's not quite as good. That would happen to me on the paramotor, like in the learning stages. Now I'm pretty comfortable. I, I've, I've got over 100 flights, I think. But 
I would be like coming in for a landing and just fucked up in my head. You know, it's a little windy. Neck gets tight. I'm you know, swinging from side to oh side. I just want oh, to be on the cool. ground. And I like it. And then I'm, I'm like, I, I, I'm not hitting where I need to land. So I go around in front of the loop, but the weather's deteriorating. So every time I do like another take, it's just worse the next time around. And uh, I'm like just fucked up. And like, I, yeah, I've had some scary times. Now. I'm cool. I'm like, all right, Woody, you know what you're doing. Take a breath. I settle it down. And I'm- Is it almost like skiing where the first <laughs> you're going down like a really difficult quote mm-hmm. run where you're going over the moguls real quick and you're, you're not quite used to how to have your knees and where to brace yourself with your quads and like so you don't just bounce up and down and fall. Like when you first go down one of those, you're just in a blind panic the whole time of like, oh, oh, like your legs aren't bent right. Like anything, like one little could send you into catastrophic failure, but you do it a week later when you've done the run 10 times and you know exactly how to balance your legs. And it's like, I'm still in the same position, but I know exactly how to handle it. Like, yeah, even if it's it, still free. It is. But the thing is like, if you don't get the first mogul, right, you're fucked. Like that's the difference. You know, there, it's not like halfway down the hill, you get the vibe for it. Flying is easy. Flying is super duper easy. Like either of you would, if if you were already in the air, would just be like, "Oh, I get it. Pull left, pull right. Everything is cool." But the launching and landing is much more tricky. And uh, yeah. it's like, all right, I'm coming over this landing, and if I don't get this right, then I don't know. Like my big fear is I land on my n- knees, right, with like my shins down, and the propeller like chops my Achilles tendons or something. Like that. That's what I don't want. <laughs> you pictured that so many times. <laughs> You're yeah. like, eh. and because of the nature of it, you can't make it stop. So it's just yeah, continuing it's, to it's, chop them until they're gone and your feet just fall off. And there's just the, stumps there kicking like fucking, fucking Lieutenant Dan. Like a, oh, like a zombie God. movie. I would have to get some sort of like, 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 you know how like chaps have that, those leather portions, like, or, or like really like cowboy jeans sometimes have like a whole leather uh, thigh area. I'd have to get some pants with some Kevlar, like Achilles protectors, just to get that thought out of my goddamn head. That's terrifying. So that, that's an oh. interesting thought. With, oh. So because of that activity you do, you have that fear, and you've played it through in your head a million times how it would go when you like, oh, and then you're, and you're, you're even thinking it through, like, would I pass out from the pain? Would I be able to get back to the house? Could I tell Jackie? Like, or would she hear me? Like, whatever the thought oh, is. But nobody else has ever considered. Back. The, the problem of having their legs chopped off by a propeller because of their flying contraption. <laughs> like, like, it reminds me, like, I, I played out the image in my head so many times when I was goalie in hockey of getting my throat slit, of, like, making a cool save, and then, like, in my head being like, yeah, and then I flourish it a bit, you know, because it's a big moment, and then just blindsided with a skate or something, and then I picture myself on the ground, like, ah, ah, I'm like, <laughs> like final I'm destination. I'm die in front of these people? Is that what I want to do? Like, that's not worth it. And then Did the dark black blood running on the ice, all cold. And- and like there was never a visual a visualization for that happening until YouTube came around in 2005 and somebody uploaded Clint Malarchuk getting his throat slit and having to go off the ice. And I'm like, oh, this is a real concern. <laughs> I'm the neck protector. But uh, I wanted to know because of your line of work, Kyle, what's that thing in your head that you've played out a million times like a gruesome, grotesque Ooh. fear that nobody else would have just because I don't do what you do? Um, it's, it's definitely being fully engulfed in flame. Um, it's definitely having like one of those jugs of gasoline explode and slosh in in the in a certain way because like the the vessel ruptured just so that it sort of directs it in one blast rather than making it go poof and sort of 
fizzle it sort of squirts in one direction instead and like fully engulfs you with like flaming gasoline or napalm or oil or something worse um that's definitely the one because you don't really heal from that ever um whereas like getting hit by something fast and sharp like i mean that's what medical science has been built around fixing for like the last 300 years because that's what we keep doing that kind of energy it's what we do to each other so that's what we're good at fixing you know Mm. but the those burning injuries just are so awful. Like, like I've been hit by lots of like random bullshit that just barely breaks the skin. And it just, I don't care about that as much. And, and, and honestly, I'd much rather get hit by just a fucking bullet. Like someone shooting me with a goddamn nine millimeter in the shoulder or something. than I, I would wanting to get fully engulfed or like, have you uh, uh, played through in your head, like taking your gun out while you're fully ablaze and just ending myself? You've, you've played um, it through, or have you played it out where you're yelling to everyone around you, "Shoot me!" Or I, I, I've had, um, I've, I, I've had a couple discussions with like everyone there about about them needing, like, if I'm fully engulfed, I'm like, "Shoot me!" And then like, just put the gun in my hand or something. You know, you can just tell everyone that I did it, and like, just, all of you just go with the same story. Like, seriously, don't let me lay here and burn alive. Like, while you all look on in horror, because um, you know, th- there was one time when I had like a Vietnam era. A uh, flamethrower that has like a pressure tank on the back mm-hmm. rather than a CO2, and like, mm-hmm. there's legitimate concern with that that it explodes on my back and like just burns me alive. I've so seen yeah, that thing. And Kyle was yeah. like, it it, it it wasn't functioning at the time, and it was it Kyle's attitude towards it was mostly like, yes, you you, you don't use that thing, you know. It, <laughs> I, I did it once. I escaped without injury. That's a win, you know. Let's just hang on to that trophy, gold medalist. In not getting hurt. Kyle, yeah, those, I'm sure you've been asked this a million times. Something goes bump in the night. You're next to your arsenal. What do you pick to go check um, out the house? I, I think that changes a lot. It depends on what I've been like using lately or what's like handy. Um, what would probably get grabbed right now is there's an AR-15 in my bedroom with like a with a full magazine in it, and there's um, there's a 1911 in my bedroom with a with a full magazine in it. So it's not uh, the quad rail shotgun. It's not. <laughs> I mean, th- that's in your arsenal. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, but but no, I w- I would probably grab something. Um, you know that that's super reliable in my opinion, which would be like that 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 handgun or that that rifle. Not an eight seventy, uh, which is a shotgun. For I mean, sure. Like like, there's definitely scenarios where that might be the thing that gets grabbed. But right now, like. I don't know, all my 870s are somewhere else, or there aren't, That's, like... See, I was trying to remove that them. with the your next-to-your-arsonal part of the question. Oh, oh, I get the, I get my pick. Yes. Like, like, I, yeah, I, yeah, I not, heard you know, random what... noise. Okay, okay, let me start over there. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I would grab... If I really get to decide what I want, I'd probably grab my Benelli M2 semi-automatic mm. shotgun. Mm. Um, it's got the really long tube. I don't recall how many it holds. I think I may have added some an accessory. So it holds maybe six, seven, eight shells in it at a time. Like and for you a three-gun semi- competition, like it, it's in that, you'd use it for that too, no? Maybe. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know too much about what people use in those. It's nothing flashy by any means, but it's a $1,600 semi-automatic tactical shotgun. Um, uh, I'd probably take that because uh, it, it's going to cycle every time, and it's a 12-gauge shotgun, which is just a cannon up and close. it's semi-auto. Yeah, yeah, which, which I don't know. I could easily go with the pump. I would the whole time be thinking, you better cycle. Like, if, if some shit happens, you better cycle. Like, I know you're going to cycle, but seriously, though, you better cycle. Like, like, like. My 870, <laughs> I have shot it. I remember it was a long time ago. It wasn't, sorry. Now that I have more rounds to it, it cycles pretty reliably now. 
But every so often, I don't operate it properly. You know, every once in a while, I short the short stroke it. Is that what it's called? Short shuck it is shuck uh, it, is yeah. it's what a country boy might say. Short and, shuck it, and it's like, yeah, <laughs> I totally didn't do that. You know, you, you gotta, you gotta, you know that that shucking. You gotta do it like a man. You know, and if you just kind of count on it being easier, no, like slam it down, slam it up, and it'll work every time. But if yeah. you just kind of <clears throat> slide it down, then you might not get what you want. Kyle's about to grab something. He I might... swear to God, his, that room he's in is like <laughs> one of those things at like a magic house where people stand in a row and you're like gigantic in one corner and you look tiny yeah. in the other corner. Like that... there's, there's no there's no sense to that right. room in this perspective back there. Is that is that door like do you have to crawl through it? Like you walk through <laughs> it, it slowly gets smaller and you have to. Because yeah, the the, the doesn't look right. The closet next to him, he can practically stick his hand in it. Which made me think that he could, you know, with not much more effort reach the door. But no, the door is somehow six times farther than the closet. It doesn't make any sense. That wall between that wall behind Boulder Kyle between your door and that closet, that's gotta be thirty feet long. It doesn't make any sense of this. <laughs> but then the closer but, uh, side is only three feet long. I don't it, know. Yeah, it is about thirty feet because it's like what is it, eight meters, right? Something like that in my yeah, VR game. 24-ish feet. 24 feet. Yeah, but, but then, you know, where I'm sitting, the wall still goes some more that way. Mm. So it's something like that. I don't know. Um, it, I think it's funny because, like, I don't know. It, it doesn't do that to me. I don't get an optical illusion, but it's it's funny to see your reaction. Yeah, <laughs> shotguns are just so scary um, for, for all the reasons that we've talked about before, from the noise of pumping one to the fact that I could beat you to death with this thing. Like, I mean, this thing is sturdy, and, I mean, you can really... You could really whoop somebody with this if you needed to, which would be my preferred thing to do in that sort of scenario anyway. I, I mean, you shoot somebody with this motherfucker, it's going to ruin the property value. And, and I mean, your walls are going to be disgusting. It's, it's going to make a mess. Like, 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 don't forget that. Like, like you don't want to yeah, shoot but if you get close There's enough to hit them, like, they could take it from you. I mean, it, well, unless you really <laughs> overmatch the guy. You know, in, a, in that case, maybe you could be pretty confident they're not taking it from you. I'm not gonna. I hope we don't get into a battle at all. I hope that there's a cat downstairs. But uh, but but yeah, I take the semi-automatic oh, thing because it's just so fucking uh, hardcore. And you know, I can. I think that, I think that's what I take. I guess. But but there's you know a bunch of guns. I, the thing that I want is something that's gonna be really strong and uh, or, or you know an AR-15. I got 30 rounds. I can just keep shooting. I guess. I feel like that's pretty fucking potent. But the 12 gauge is just real scary. That seems like 30 rounds, knowing how good you are with that weapon. Like, if, you, if you're if you just, would you really need to just 30? Like, how many do you think I, you I would I don't know. I don't know. Nobody's ever, I don't know what's waiting on me down there, right? Like, yeah, nobody's ever shot at me. Like, like, whenever I'm, whenever I'm going ding, 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 and shooting a bunch of, like, soda bottles, you notice those soda bottles were not armed. They were not hiding in the dark in my basement with a knife. There were no Mexican soda bottles in there. No bad hombres. It was just fucking soda <laughs> bottles, right? I wasn't shooting, you know, it was just soda bottles, you know, and watermelons and stuff. So, like, you know, maybe if I'm in my basement and I get terrified by, like, stuff's falling over and there's someone thrashing around, moving through the boxes quickly with, like, a sword. Maybe they've gotten my goddamn samurai sword. Got a katana and a trench coat. My katana. <laughs> yeah, they have my katana that they've gotten from down there and they're running at me screaming. I, I, I'm certainly not bringing it to my shoulder, taking aim, using the red dot. I, I'm totally blasting from here. <laughs> like, like I, it's never coming. It's, it's like 
I'm, I, I've got that Geisley trigger working it faster than I've ever worked it before. I'm shooting 13 <laughs> times a second fucking AR-15. Call of Duty, I start from the hip and bring it up during the fight. That's, that's what you do in real life, too. Mm. Like, like, like regardless of what, you know, you, you might have been trained to do or, or, or in any case. I don't know. We're in my goddamn basement. You're eight feet away with a katana. It starts, we'll start it's shooting here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I've considered is, in addition <laughs> to keeping the gun next to my bed, actor. I also keep, like, a scary mask. Like a clown mask or a, a phantom mask or a scream mask, so that if the guy does come in and he has a gun, I could be like, "Oh, oh, this guy! I can't burgle my own house, so I gotta go after this guy and steal the one he's stealing from. Get the fuck out of here!" And then he'll be like, "Oh, well, a burglar doesn't burgle another burglar's uh, burglar spot." And so, by by thieves' code, he'll have to leave. Yeah, you'll burger block him. He wouldn't. He wouldn't believe me if I came out with just with my face. I have to come out in a mask and seem upset about it. Like, oh, again, you know, like I've been getting tracked by by uh, amateur burglars all week. Anyway, that probably that's probably not a good way to handle it. Don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't dress up as you're like trying to. He doesn't buy it, and you're trying to stretch out the eye holes on your fucking <laughs> it mask and trying to see him up to shoot. Uh, so there actually is news in hockey. <coughs> Oh, go on, you! I don't uh, know. You know, I saw that the Blues traded a player, so I looked into it, and the guy had like three points in twenty-four games or something like that. I was like, "This isn't a big loss." Pinkleton, what's his name? Pink. Uh, you must be thinking of the wrong person because Kevin Shattenkirk is who we traded. That I he's think. the. The best defenseman. He was the best person on the market this year. So there's usually like one golden goose every year where all the teams that are on the cup bubble who like just need a little more, just a little more to win, like Washington or Pittsburgh or whatever. I guess Pittsburgh doesn't need any more because they won last year, but they need a little more. And they all kind of go for that guy as a rental player because they'll know like, well, we can't keep this guy in the offseason because we can't afford to play, pay him next year, but we can get him for, you know, for this last, for this playoff run and see if we can make it count for a Stanley Cup. And so he was that guy this year, Kevin Shattenkirk for the Blues. Has, he's been having a career season, been doing great, uh, had more assists than anybody else on our team, uh, like more power play points per 60 minutes than any other defenseman. Uh, but he doesn't get top pairing power play because of the way the Blues defenseman works or whatever the fuck. But regardless, he was the most valued guy out there. And he got traded yesterday for a first round draft pick in 2017, so this year, a second round pick in 2018 that's conditional, and some no name named Zach Ranford or Zach Sanford coming to St. Louis, and he's like some 22 year old who has two goals in the NHL, hasn't played that much, I, like I probably won't been pan thinking out. Thinking of him, uh, the guy you received, Zach Sanford, because he well, had two uh, goals yeah. and one assist, if I recall. Yeah, correctly. that's the guy we received. Who's like, so, this a, <clears throat> so like, it, based on what you've said before, this sounds like a good move, huh? You're, are you uh, happy so, about this? So basically, I'm the worst thing they could have done was keep him because then he just at the end of the season would have been like, all right, well, you can't afford me. I'm out. New York Rangers are going to give me eight million dollars a year for the night are going to assign me to a seven year, fifty eight million dollar contract, whatever. And so there was a zero percent chance. No, we can't afford to keep him. Uh, and we also don't need him because he's a right-handed defenseman. And it just so happens that our other two best defensemen are right-handed defensemen. So we're one of the teams that can afford to get rid of a right-handed one. We need a better left-handed one. And so we'd ship him off. I was hoping, you know, so, yeah, the worst thing we could do is keep him because we lose him for nothing. And so it was good that we at least traded him and got a draft pick or two. And then this dude who probably will develop into a fourth liner, if that, third liner maybe. And uh, I just, it, it seems our GM has this horrible practice of, having something to trade taking way longer than everybody else to figure out like, ah, this isn't going to be the year we win the Stanley cup. 
I think all the fans realize it. I think all your assistant, I think everybody realizes it. And he just sits on his laurels with these assets and demands enormous prices from everyone until eventually it gets down to the trade deadline, which is tomorrow or today, whatever. And he kind of gets backed into a corner where all the fans are saying, what the fuck? You haven't traded this guy yet. Like you, you need to get him out of here. You're going to ruin our franchise again. You want us to be happy with, we'll be good in six years again, asshole. Like, no. And so he kind of panics, I think, and trades him for less than he's worth. And so it was just a bad GM move, from what I can tell. Like he has a history of some some other bad trades. Uh, so the the he's goal worth two picks. Uh, he's worth more than that. We should have gotten an actual NHL guy back because he's he like if the Capitals can't win the Stanley Cup now, my God, like th- this they team will. is it's they're stacked. There's nobody else like, in the East who's any good. They are. Uh, Pittsburgh's real good. No, I, I'm hoping they're weak at captain in the captain. They're, they're, position. they're weak. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're the best player in the league. This it's so funny because look on the stats page, you could be like, who's the best player in the league objectively, right? Oh, Sidney Crosby. Oh, but it's probably close, right? Oh no, no. Like, he's. He, uh, I mean, he count at all points. McDavid's up there, but uh, with goals by percentage, uh, Crosby's got it. But <clears throat> yeah, I'm just by that because it seems like all the time, Blues have players who play really well for us, and then they get traded off somewhere, and they win a cup somewhere else, and it's happened to every best coach we've ever had. All three of the best-time coaches have coached the Blues, and none of them have won a cup with the Blues. They've all left and won it somewhere else, or they won it before they came. It's just it's just so much failure to try and take in every year, where it's like you try and be a little optimistic. Like I, was, I was almost positive that next year we'd be better than this year, and I still think we will because our goaltending the beginning of this season was so bad it was like – mind-blowing so next year i think we will be better but goddamn to lose another great player for a, kind of a pittance is really frustrating and we traded three years of no four fucking years ago we traded away one of our goalies yaroslav halak to the islanders in return uh well it was a big three-way trade and so we got miller back and then our miller the goalie we got in that trade he left in the offseason Halak now has not played for the Blues in four years. And it just came out today that because of our goaltending woes, I guess, which were a little bit in the past, they're thinking about picking him up now. And so I swear to God, if our GM just remakes the team out of all the old pieces he traded away, like, what the fuck is he doing? He already did that with David Perron. We drafted him, traded him away to Ed. Uh, we, tra- we traded him away years ago. We reac- reacquired him. Like, it's, it just doesn't make any God. It's like he's trying if to remake the team. you hadn't and- traded Brett Hull to the Red Wings, then I think the Canes would have another cup. You think? Mm-hmm. They might. Yeah, I'm glad that Brett Hall got a Stanley Cup. So I guess. That's good, because he's <laughs> one of the few. That's, that's what you have to hope for when you're a Blues fan, is you're like, man, I hope after Tarasenko's done here, I hope he can go somewhere and win a cup. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he signed for eight more years, and I'm already thinking, like, you know, Best of luck to him out there, you know, <laughs> on one of the 29 teams eight that might more win. years? We've had what? I said eight more years. Like, it's not an eight-year contract where you're three oh, in. Uh, seven more years, I think. Oh. Yeah. But uh, I'm sure he'll resign because usually these Russian guys are really foreign people who come over and they get established in a city. It's almost like that's their new – it is like that's their new home in a new city, so they feel familiar, and so they're more likely to take – slight pay cuts for the hometown discount like Ovechkin did. Or Ovechkin didn't do it. Fuck that. He's getting paid oodles of money. Uh, he's someone who probably could have said, fuck you. He's the best player home. in the NHL. He's definitely up there. He's one of my favorites. Hmm. I like the Russian players. 
they give uh, good post game interviews because they don't te- teach English over there very well at all, apparently. But um, yeah. anyway, that was hockey talk. Kyle, any input? <laughs> yeah, this, uh, these guys who uh, call, who were part of a group called Respect the Flag were apparently riding around in uh, an Atlanta suburb in their pickup trucks with their large Confederate flags when they came upon a- an African American children's birthday party. They started shouting slurs at them, apparently. And uh, long story short, they pointed a weapon at the black people. And uh, one of one of the people said, the little ones can get one, too. Um, talking about the children at the birthday party. Well, unfortunately, um, because of his threats and, you know, the group and the way that they were conducting themselves, this fell under some sort of a street gang act. <laughs> and this motherfucker got... Fucking 20 years, 13 years in prison, and his girlfriend got 15 years with six years in prison. <laughs> Are you serious? That, yeah, yeah. That's, that, that is. Did they hurt anybody? Uh, no, I, let's just, 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 uh, apparently they were riding around, uh, threatening people. Um, I wow. sent a link to these two. They're checking it out now. Oh, I thought this was like, I was looking like, where does it describe this article? <laughs> It's just super related to me. It says, (laughs) says, I don't mind Trump supporters displaying the Confederate flag so long as it's the historically accurate version and it's the white flag. I I have fun with that. I haven't seen a Confederate flag in... (coughs) Dude, I I feel like it's very fallen out of vogue. I had a Facebook, (laughs) not argument, but like debate about that. And um, I guess... (coughs) I'm so sorry about this cough. Um... But, yeah, some guy was talking about all the rise of this, like, racist activity in America and all, you know, the KKK and whatever. It's like, I live in Raleigh. I think this was literally, like, the founding point of the KKK. Like, I see no Confederate flags in my world. Uh, I don't see racism. I drive around. There's nobody, like, proudly displaying that crap. It's fake news! The KKK guys are hearing this on the news, and they're like, Jim! Are we having a, re- a, a resurgence? <laughs> <laughs> all, all of the KKK members in the entire country. Yeah, I'll get a sable for six at Applebee's. Yeah, <laughs> because it's just, 2017, and there's our group has very much fallen out of terrible happening. PR. I don't see it. Nobody at likes all. them. Yeah, and you know what I'm hearing about all the time? This anti-Semitic rise. Are you guys hearing that? Yeah. I wonder how. So you guys were young when this happened, but in 2001. It was like the year of the shark, right? And like every time a shark did anything. Yes, I went to Florida. I was too afraid to get to go swimming that year. Oh, they're like yep. Time Magazine had like a shark on its cover. And every time a shark was spotted in the water, there's like helicopters getting footage of it. Shark attacks were actually slightly down that year. Yeah. You know, it wasn't remarkable in, in either high or low. It was just a little below yeah. average. Maybe I that was won- around the time that little girl got her arm bitten <laughs> off. Okay. There were a lot of sensational stories. So now they're talking about all this anti-Semitic activity, right? Like some tombstones got knocked over and I don't even know what else. And like uh, I, in, in two different cemeteries across the country, one in Missouri and uh, one in maybe Philly, Philadelphia. The other one, yeah. yeah. So, so I wonder, like... It was actually the Missouri area. So, Thanks. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I, uh, I wonder, like, is there actually a rise in anti-Semitic activity that corresponds with this news reporting, or is it just a year of the shark again? I talked I, to a few friends uh, 
who are Jewish and, and people. Yeah, all, all those anti-Semitic friends. <laughs> but uh, I, I spoke to a couple of Jewish people I know, and they obviously like like have at least st extended family or something who were buried in that cemetery or whatever. And one of them went over and like visited it because he wanted to see what was going on. They ended up leaving because Pence was there. He said, and it was so crowded, it was like, "Fuck this! We're, they're going to do more damage by romping around the grass than they are by picking up." Like, you need two guys over there to pick this stuff up. And they were all saying, "Like, there's like they're convinced that it's just rowdy kids who did that because it was not like the way the the camera was of the shot. It just did like a down row thing, and so you saw like five knocked down in a row. But if you pan to the rest of the cemetery. It's five knocked down and then rows and rows and rows and rows and rows and rows of untouched ones where it's like if they were doing this as a hate crime, you think that number one, they'd be a lot more like extreme with it. And then also they'd be spray painting shit or or in nowadays they'd be spray painting what the other side would write so that they could try and like frame them or whatever. Yeah, the hell false happened. flag, false flag operation, which is most likely what it is anyway. You know, I, I, it's probably it'll come down that it's a bunch of Jewish people. It'll be it, that, that are doing this or because it, they it hate Trump kids. I think that's viable. It, so I grew up in my first 12 years was in Morristown, New Jersey. And uh, this town's interesting in that it's old. It's like 315 years old, something like that, <laughs> which for America is a pretty old town. Very old. So uh, it has like a these all these graveyards where like Quakers were buried with these really interesting like tombstones and, and such. And uh, it was a huge news story because someone came along and knocked down like a whole bunch of them. And uh, I went to check it out and they, they were stood up by the time I checked it out. But it was like, oh, knocking these down looks like so much fun. Like I was, <laughs> I was right on the, I was like, man, like I, like, and I, I wiggled it and it was like wiggly. And uh, I'm like, I could just kick all these fucking things right over right now. Like, like it was like, like someone had set up the world's coolest domino set ever. And I'd be like, just knock them over. Like how great it would be. It was only, <coughs> it was only because the news stories like vilified these people who uh, desecrated graves that I was like, no, <laughs> this is probably wrong. So to clarify, <laughs> you were thinking one, about it and then you saw something on the news. <laughs> they'd have a snapshot of you like standing there with one leg, like standing uh -huh. with one leg kicked back, ready to like thrust it forward and begin the chain reaction. <laughs> I, yeah, they weren't literally dominoes. It was just like, you know, to, to knock it over, it was as tempting as a series of dominoes. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, to clarify, I went there because it was a news story and nearly recreated the act of horror because it looked awesome. So fun. yeah, if I hear that like a bunch of Jewish tombstones were knocked over, like it could just be little Woody with a slightly fucked up moral compass. Yeah. You know, knocking over tombstones. Yeah. I don't know about the other stories, but at least the one here, I think it was just shitty kids. Like, I don't know. There's just, there's so much like contrived controversies now where they're like, oh, this uh, person wrote, uh, I don't tip black people on their receipt. And then and then it ended up that they just wrote that and got a bunch of donations for free, and it was a lie. And But th by that point, like the news cycles changed, and then they're like, oh, this happened. Someone spray-painted a horrible message on the side of this barn. And then they're like, oh, my God, this is horrible. Let's talk about the ramifications. And then while they're talking about that, they someone will go, hey, that, that was made up. And they go, ta 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 It's the conversation mm. that matters. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's made up, and we're just drumming up hysteria. Area, you know, <laughs> like, dude. Uh, so Trump's gonna talk in about an hour. I'm kind of looking yeah. forward to it. I, Me I, too. Yeah. I think yeah. if he sticks to the script, he'll have a pretty <clears throat> successful outing. I, oh no. He screws himself when he like 
Like, all right, I'm here to make amends with the intelligence community. But, you know, my electoral votes, man, were they good? They were good? People are saying I really crush it in this election. The expectations were I wouldn't get 220. Then I wouldn't get 250. I got over 300. Dude, you're here to make amends with the intelligence. Like, you're fucking this up. He always fucks it up when he starts ad-libbing stuff. It's, it's gone from, like, charming, and I can't believe he said that to during the election, to look what he stepped in now as president. And I'm looking forward to seeing him speak tonight. That'll that'll be interesting. Uh, this is this is one of those moments that I described, you know, pre-Trump win that that he gets to do that <laughs> might be entertaining or will at least be like, oh, I got to watch this guy do this. I got to see what his take on this is going to be. At the very least, so, it'll be interesting. You know what would yeah. fuck it up for me if he goes in there and before he even speaks, does four or five of those Trump bully handshakes where he tries to push the guy around. Yeah, I like I'll those. be like, you're such a dick. And, oh, dude, um, I see that. And I think the pull shake. Yeah. Where, like, he does the pull shake. And then there's a couple other like, He'll like shake you. Fucking pseudo dominant things. Like he likes to put his hand on your shoulder, pull you in. And when he, he like double clasps your hand to like, where it, the it, only it's like, oh, there's nothing wrong with the double clasp. Oh. I like the double clasp. <laughs> Like it's like a pseudo dominance thing, kind of, but it's also like a real dominance thing. Like people are, are, we're primal. Like we react to body language in different ways. There's a reason that you immediately have different assumptions about someone when they walk in like this and kind of sit there as you do when they walk in and they're really like up front in your face like that. that like it, it's, it's like a primal thing almost. No, no, it's, it's, it's not, it, I'm not it's, saying it's effective 100%. I'm saying that he's doing that to try and be dominant and it probably works with some people. Because like, it the seems Japanese like this guy rolled his eyes and, and now people are mocking it. There's YouTube videos of like Brazilian Jiu Jitsu black belts teaching the counter to the Donald Trump douchebag handshake. You know, I'm not it, saying he's a masterful, like it's not a, it's not a masterful manipulation. I'm just saying that those kind of moves can work on people. Like maybe not the people watching as much, but if you're engaged in that, like if you were in a talk with someone that you were just meeting and they were in a position of power and they shook your hand like that, immediately you're snapped to attention and you want to kind of, you know, it's it's an aggressive way to start the conversation. So you're on your back foot. So you feel almost like I want to please this person a little bit, make sure they like me like it. Or maybe you just get really upset or, or you or roll your eyes. Like the Japanese this guy's guy. an asshole. Yeah. Which I it's, think is the overwhelming response. I think most people who are the victim of that handshake just think this guy's an asshole. I think, though, that if you're in business that long and you are doing things like that, that there's a reason that he continues to do it. Because say what you will about, like, the president thing, but he, he is good at making deals in the business world for himself. And it seems like if that were really counterintuitive, he wouldn't do it just from a business stance. I don't know, though, because it does seem like he brings a lot of other stuff over from his business experience that isn't as good here, where he just like explained perfectly with the whole immigration rollout and what a fiasco the rollout was, like of implementing it where people are calling like, how the hell do we get this going? It's because like, it doesn't seem like he's ever had to convince people like to go in a direction. He just has to say like, we're, we're building a new hotel in Miami. And they'll say, okay, right. yes, sir. That works yeah. now. will be like, we're getting a lot, a lot more money to the military. And people are going, ah, n no. No, we're not going to do that. And he's like, I understand. You know, like he doesn't, he, I think that's a big hill for him is having to work with others in that way. Kind of. I'm a, uh, I don't know about his handshake. I, I, I'm going to go watch two movies this week though. I think this is a, there are two great movies that are going to be out mm -hmm. this week. I want to see, uh, I really want to see John Wick 2. Uh, I've been meaning to go see that. 
But um, then I realized that Logan comes out this week, which is the final Wolverine movie. This is the one that's rated R. And uh, I've done <clears throat> I've done my best to avoid any and all previews. But I saw like maybe four seconds of a preview. And, and, and there is some serious gore in this movie with like somersaults and, and people getting stabbed in the face and body with those claws. Like there's a lot of rampages that he goes on just ripping people apart. And there's another character with a very similar ability to him that's a little girl. And so the little girl is doing like gymnastics, goring people in the face with friendly? her claws. Yeah, she's like they have like a father daughter type relationship where he's protecting her. It looks excellent. Um, so, so, so I, I definitely want to go see both of those. It's Patrick Stewart's last X-Men movie. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh, what's his name that plays Wolverine? It's his last Hugh Jackman. It's his last X-Men movie. So yeah, I definitely want to see that. And then John Wick is amazing. It's next level anyway. He, um, I guess Ryan Reynolds, I think that's the guy who plays Deadpool. Has yeah. been really trying to get him in it. And, uh, like he tries, he talks about it on TV and stuff. And, um, they asked Hugh Jackman if he'd be in Deadpool. And he's like, no, I will not do Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds can stop ha- standing outside my doorway with the radio over his head. I'm not coming <laughs> out <laughs> from uh, Say Anything. It's an old movie reference. And anyway, yeah. Uh, so yeah, they're really trying to get him on Deadpool, which I would love, but I guess it's not happening. Yeah, I, I would like that too. <laughs> Um, he's getting he's getting a little old anyway, and that's I'll tell you what that's what I like. I noticed in this Logan movie, he's a very old, he's an older, grizzled, very yeah, they don't scarred. Pretend up. He's twenty one anymore. No, he, you know he's got a, a delayed he uh, aging factor anyway. Wolverine's like a several hundred years old, but he's just scarred and like burned and like big sections of him are just fucked up. Um, I, and so this is like the older, grizzled Wolverine. Uh, so I want to see that. And man, I love the last John Wick and all the reviews for the second one are, are incredible. Uh, there's an, another movie that I, I, I didn't plan on seeing, but I guess I have to now is that movie Get Out. Are you familiar with this at all? And it's no, advertising. No, no. Right, oh, is it the new movie, horror movie? Yeah, this movie is made by um, um, Peel from the Key and Peel guys. Okay. Are you familiar with them? Which so one this is, is he? The, the skinny one? He's the, the dark skinned fat one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, He's the director of this movie, and I only found that out recently. Basically, a white daughter brings her black boyfriend home to meet the parents. And long story short, it turns out, and this is all given away in the in the the uh, the previews. Yeah. Uh, at first, it seems that the, the white parents are like super duper accepting. The father's like, yeah, come here, bro, and like hugs him. And he's got a very Larry David look to him. He's like, yeah, yeah, I would have I would voted for Obama for a third term. And the black guy's just kind of weirded out by all this. And he meets like the black people who work for his girlfriend's parents out there splitting wood and stuff. And he goes to like give this other black man a fist bump and the other black man grabs his fist and shakes it like some sort of goddamn alien. And I don't know like like all the plot details, but it's clear that these white people are brainwashing and enslaving black people. Uh, and uh, and, and it, it's all going to fall apart and turn to a thriller kind of horror movie I, with a lot of awkward racial tension with, and, and, and uh, toward the end. I saw, um, now that you mentioned it, I didn't realize I knew anything about this, but I guess I saw the female lead in it like uh being interviewed on like a late night show or something and and yeah she confirmed what she said that that like what she said is this she's dating the black guy the black guy apparently is like a wonderful guy and in a hundred different ways and she thought that her parents should be very accepting and it turns out they're not and then she said there are so many twists and turns in this movie 
that I can't tell you anything without spoiling it. And that's what I know. Yeah. Um, but the, the interesting thing about this, I wasn't going to watch it because it doesn't really seem fun. seems like they're going to load some white guilt onto you if you look at it on Facebook. Hollywood? I don't know. Stick with me here. 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. 100%. That is a lot of percents. That's all the percentages. Mm-hmm. No one disliked this. Everyone is loving it. So I feel like I have to watch it. Uh, I'm not going to watch it in theaters. Um, but, but Friday, I guess, after the show, uh, you know, we'll do the show Thursday. I would, I would go Thursday because that's when like movie weekends start now because they want to maximize your weekend growth. So it starts on like the evening on, of Thursday. They roll those numbers onto your weekend numbers. So Thursday, Logan comes out. Um, but Friday, I guess I'll go watch both of them. I want to see John Wick and Logan back to back. I'll smuggle my burrito into the theater. It's going to be great. I might I've be able to. I bet I can go. Music. I bet I don't even have to. Uh, I, 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 honestly, what I'm going to do, I'm going to pay for the first movie and like time it out so I watch the first movie and then just go to the bathroom and then just oh my walk right God. into another movie, right? Oh, no, no. You're not 16. Be an adult. Buy two tickets to two movies. <laughs> Like, come on, like, how embarrassing would it be if they come in and they go, hey, 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 you 14-year-olds, get out of here. You're not old enough to be in here. Hey, you 30-year-old adult man, we saw you walk into the bathroom and sneak back in here. Do you think we don't keep track? Do you think that when you talked about this at the lunch table two decades ago, that at that, that time it was new? And that now we hadn't figured it out? No, First of we, all, we know. Like, so cool because the way my it movie is, theater is laid out, the way my movie <laughs> No control, like none. Like, like you could totally do it. But I will buy two tickets probably because with the Fandango app, you like you, you know, you reserve your actual seats. And I'm kind of particular about where I want to sit in the theater. I want you reserve your actual seats at your movie theater. Or mine too. Yeah, it's something new, and it's now it matters to me. Like I need to have a good seat. I don't want to sit at some edge, and I can tell in advance if the movie theater is too full. So it it actually Mm -hmm. keeps me home sometimes. Yeah, you can see if all the seats are taken up. Uh, when we went when we went to uh, Colorado, we made the mistake of like we're looking at the app on my phone, and it's got this big box of blue un untaken seats. And I'm like, okay, we want to sit right here in the center, about you know two thirds of the way away from the screen. But it was deceptive in that it looked like the bottom was where the screen was. But if you look, there's a very tiny curved line at the top and that's where the screen was. So I bought purchased and reserved seats in the, in like eight feet from the fucking <laughs> IMAX. So it's, it's, we're just like back there like, Oh, this isn't going to work. Is it? Like just look at straight up at this fucking thing. Uh, if you're, if you don't want to pay for two tickets, why even pay for one ticket? You could just walk in like you belong there. And I guarantee the paraplegic guy who tears the, your ticket stub uh-huh. isn't going to wheel you down. No, they do that they'll, now. They'll my, I, th- I tell you what, the, here's the procedure. You, you come to the top of the elevator, the top of the escalator, and there is only them. one way in, one way out of the theater area. And there's a, there's a cop there, and there's an employee there. And the cop checks your bag, the employee checks your, your fucking tickets, and if you don't have your shit, you get turned away. Uh, so you One way you, in, one way out. That's right. It, it's uh, it's real gladiatorial games of movie theaters. Uh, they, they don't they don't play no shit, so you got to have a ticket. Hmm. Yeah, I I my movie theater. I didn't realize it was upgraded maybe five years ago, three years ago, and now it has the reclining seats. They're electric and everything, hmm. and 
It's real nice. That's the only From place what I, heard, I want to ended go up now. That they got they were kind of involved in human trafficking. That's the restaurant I no go big to. Deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was joking that like there's like a cabal of human trafficking. <laughs> all, all the places you patronize, you just uh, dude, I, <laughs> I, just I, a box of Cambodians being wheeled by the popcorn place where you put the butter on. I <laughs> took my wife, not my wife, my daughter to that Thai food place, and uh, then I, I pulled up the article on my phone and she read all about the human trafficking, and she too was like, eh. It's good though, right? You know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, I would have thought that would have t- it would have turned uh, her she's away. She's liberal, but you know, there's there's limits. <laughs> when it starts to impact your life, it's all like, <laughs> like uh, I don't know. Yeah. So I don't. I'm excited about the Trump thing tonight. We'll see how that goes. I I feel like it's a real opportunity for him to either right the ship or sink it. Like something will happen tonight. And I'll need yeah. you guys to probably, or I'll just use YouTube to recap me because I'm going to mm. watch the Blues likely get blown out. And now their first game without the without Blues a, win games, Jennifer. though. I, dude, it, this it, it, uh, for a normal team or like a middle of the road team's season, this is very average. The Blues are of a habit to be like, and if you go by the past like five years, mm-hmm. just by regular seasons, the Blues are the best team. Like, they, oh, like they, they have a much better regular season records they just suck dick in the playoffs a lot of the time last year they did great obviously beating chicago beating dallas almost beating san jose but yeah it's, it's a i don't know I, i'm really uh, negative about what it, the team's going to be like without shattenkirk so that maybe if they d- end up winning tonight it'll be like oh what do you know like dude that's pretty I, good I, I root for the the flyers and the canes and both of them are in like the bottom 25 percent of the nhl it is a real yeah. hard year you'd think if you had two teams usually one would be average at least but no no, like it, they're uh, it's, it's well, not you, fun uh, about them. Washington, they haven't won a Stanley Cup either. We don't play them enough for me to hate them because they're in the Eastern Conference. So I don't really care. And Ovechkin's cool. They got Oshie and they have Shattenkirk now. Two mm. X Blues. I like that. I like that. I, I I might just root for whoever's playing against Pittsburgh until uh, they yeah, get knocked that's, out. That's fun. That's then I'll, need, then I'll need a team for the second round. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see what I wrote on Skype about my hot water heater? Uh, no. It was awful. It was awful. All right, so... You told us about it. So I I went and got a new... Yeah, my hot water heater was broken. It it was not the TPP valve at all. I put a new one in. It still leaked. Uh, The the, the, the liner is cracked and full of water is what Mm. it was. And uh, and so I, I fucking drained the thing, cut it out, drag it out of the house, go to Home Depot, get a new one. Um, like 600 bucks or something like that. Um, shouldn't have said where I went. Did you uh, I got it. Uh, I put it on one of those wheel carts that okay. they have. Um, certainly didn't like turn into Ant-Man or anything. I, it wasn't I that did. heavy. It's, it, it, oh. <laughs> dude, it seemed heavy to me when I replaced my hot water heater. Sorry to interrupt your story. I, it was, I, I was younger too. I was probably 28 and, uh, it was right at the limits of what I could handle. It's big and it's heavy, and I, it, it, mine went on this stand that was like almost waist high, and I had to like thing up there. It was really hard. Carry on. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have wanted to, to lift it that high. Um, I wheeled it out on one of those flat things and then tipped it in the back of the truck. But so I, I get it home, hook this motherfucker up, plum, plum, plum. Everything's hooked up. Um, this one, and then I notice it's got this whole digital display on the side. I'm like, oh, I guess this will make things easy. Maybe four ounces of water drips on the top of this thing as I'm plumbing it. It gets wet and dies. No. It, I'm talking about this thing is plumbed 
full of water, you know, like 500 pounds worth of water. It's, you know, it's plumbed to the house. It, the electricity is hooked up. The breakers are turned on. And it's like you, you, every time you try to turn it on, it's just fucked. Like the, and I take the display off and look. There's water all in there. And I'm telling you, like, like this that much, like, like, out of, like, like this much water spilled onto the top of this big hot water heater, like during the plumbing process. It was so little, I was just like, ha, nothing. Because mm -hmm. like the room has been flooded. Like, like it's nothing ruined the hot water heater you call them up like the number on the side and they're like oh we can send you a new panel but it won't even go out today and it'll be like the day after the day after the day after tomorrow but oh wait that's a sunday so it'll be monday and, and i'm like you're you're fucking crazy <laughs> i just fucking hung up on him fucking took the hotter hose up with this motherfucker, start draining it out, start hacksawing the goddamn pipes <laughs> off i take them all off take all the tape off Roll this motherfucker back out of my house. Put it back in the box it came in. Duct tape that son of a bitch shut. Take it <laughs> back to Home Depot. Tell them I got the wrong fucking one. They took that son of a bitch back and gave <laughs> me a new one that didn't have that digital shit on it. It was $200 cheaper, and I'm so happy for it. <laughs> it was a real fucking bullshit day. It's back and forth. I drove back and forth... Uh, 270 minutes, you know, so. Oh, what a pain in the ass. It's yeah. Like two and a half hours. Right? Day. Oh, yeah, of back and forth. Back and forth. 45 minutes and 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 45 minutes. Just back and forth all day. Just just four and a half hours like of driving. Oh. At the end of it, you, you don't even got feel like I got something done. You feel like I'm back to, to beginning. I'm back yeah, to that's where the I thing. Could be. Like When we got done, it wasn't like, and now I have a swimming pool. Or like, you know, mm -hmm. and now we all have a tub or like and now is remodeled it wasn't one of those it's like and now we can wash ourselves yeah it's now we can get gotten water to. out of the tap uh, yeah. now we that was a lot of effort it used to be like that with me for money right like the washing machine would break like that does clothes and then like oh this sucks you'd work hard we'd research we'd pick it out a couple of days later the guy would come now i'm down like 800 dollars or whatever it is to get a new washing machine in and for all of that I didn't even get something I wanted, you know, like if I'm going to be out close to a grand, I should be like, this is the coolest thing. But nope. Just back to normal. It was very fr I, there was a point when, like, I was talking to the guy on the phone when I had that big, like, adjustable wrench in my hand. And I was just like, I wanted to bash that fuck. I wanted to just go like pull have like a Chris Farley, like <sighs> smash it to bits kind of moment and just just dent it I all the fuck. You. But it was a good thing I didn't because they took that mother. It was leaking water out the bottom. <laughs> like, like the tape on the bottom wasn't all the same kind of tape. There was like, there was like a bunch of this bullshit masking tape, and then like some clear tape around that, and it was all like peeling away as I like wheeled it in. <laughs> That's and, great. And, and the the employees were just like, "Sure, you want cash back?" And I was like. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yeah. Oh, that's I great. You found happy. people who don't care at all. Hopefully they moonlight at the movie theater. Oh, oh I hope so, yeah. <laughs> Rito, right in. Uh, all right. Grap? Call the show? Yeah, that's a show. All yeah. right. Pangular Nearly, episode 133.